It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Welcome to the Fix Your Sciatica podcast, where we meet with experts and clients and discuss how to manage your sciatica and low back pain without the use of medications or surgery. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Mack, and I'm a physical therapist as well as the founder of iFixYourSciatica.com, a go-to resource for pain management. So when you're living with chronic pain and you've exhausted all the different traditional options that are out there, you start looking at the other alternatives that are out there that could help you. And one of the really coolest things that is emerging now is this concept of virtual reality, VR technology. And in the scientific community, like especially with physical therapists, being a physical therapist myself, there is some skepticism in regards to the addition of new technologies or modalities and its way in regards to how it manages pain and addresses issues. And so today I have uh, Dr. Todd Maddox, who is a part of the Applied VR team. And today we're going to talk all about virtual reality and how it can actually influence the brain in regards to helping us perceive these signals that we're receiving a little differently. So Todd, Thank you, uh, Dr. Maddox. What would you prefer me? Todd call? is great. Todd is great. Okay, so. great. Um, Todd, <laughs> thank you so much for being on today's episode. I know that the 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 community, both patients and professional community, have some questions, are interested, but not really quite sure uh, what VR is and how it can actually be implemented. So, if, if you could tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got to to where you're at today. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the opportunity to talk about. Um, what I'm super excited about. So, um, l- a little bit about myself. I've I've been on this planet for many many years, so I won't give you the full, full story. We'll run out of time. But um, I have a um, I did an undergraduate in psychology. Uh, I ended up deciding to pursue a PhD. Um, like most undergrads in psychology, I wanted to be a clinician, and uh, that's really hard to get into clinician school. So I didn't get into clinician school. I ended up resonating toward human perception, human cognition, and ultimately post PhD. uh, Once I was uh, uh, actually was a university professor for 25 years, uh, almost 20 years of that at the end at the University of Texas, Austin. And I currently still reside in Austin, Texas. Um, but I, I shifted more my research more toward a field called cognitive neuroscience. So basically, the brain basis of you name it. Um, had a very successful uh, academic career. It's all about publishing peer-reviewed articles, obtaining federal funds from either DOD, National Institute of Health, National Science Foundation, all that. About seven years ago now, I left uh, the academic world and... Full disclosure, wasn't really sure what I was going to do. Um, I knew that healthcare was an area that I was very interested in. I actually lost uh, my mother to Alzheimer's and um, 
she was diagnosed with early Alzheimer's in her early 60s. And it was tragic to watch the decline over a 10-year period and also extremely fascinating as a psychologist. Um, and I realized a lot of the you know areas where I think with technology we could do better around Alzheimer's as well as um, healthcare in general. I landed with Applied VR about three years ago. Uh, Applied VR works in the chronic pain space using virtual reality. I didn't know much of anything about chronic pain. Luckily, I had not had a lot of chronic pain in my life um, and, and knock on wood still haven't. Um, so I, I, I came in thinking, wow, I'm going to have a lot to learn. Like I know how to run studies. Um, I know how to write manuscripts, but gosh, I don't know that much about pain. And then I started diving into the literature and I realized, actually, I know a lot about pain. And the reason is that the centers in the brain that process chronic pain, in particular, chronic musculoskeletal pain, but I think chronic pain in general, are the same brain regions that are involved in the kinds of things that I was studying as an academic for 15 years. And these are the learning centers in the brain. So, you know, one, one of the ways that people deal with chronic pain is to learn breathing mechanisms. Breathing mechanisms are behavior, and there are parts of the brain that learn behavior. And in fact, the goal is to engage those centers in the brain. So actually, you know, sort of realized that I, that I knew a lot about, um, knew a lot about pain. I also knew quite a bit about VR. I'll just stop. I'll, I'll, I know. I'm sorry. I tend to ramble on a little bit. Actually, I'll stop. I'll let you ask. Sorry. Thank you. No, that's uh no, all good. That's actually beautiful. What a, what an amazing story where you spent, you transitioned from your, your psychology you transition into research uh, listeners out there. There's a lot of different doctorate degrees and credentials out there. You have, uh, MDs, physicians, you have DOs, doctorate, osteopathic medicine as well. Um, PhDs, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Todd, uh, it's kind of like if they were to kind of like uh, break down what that means is like philosophical doctorate, which is like you're, you're pretty much at the top tier from a research standpoint, being able to one, ask the big, ask these questions and then put it in experiments. Like you're the one conducting the research, which in essence, the clinicians, my, my, I myself, DPT, doctorate in physical therapy, I'm a clinical doctorate as well. I take that information that you put together and then put that into my clinical practice. Is that right, Todd? Yeah, and that spot on. Um, right. So I got a PhD in, in psychology and then decided to go the full research route. So like I was at UT Austin for 20 years. It's a research one university. The, you know, I was able to keep that job because I ran experiments. I wrote grants from the federal government to fund running those experiments, and I wrote those papers up. It was very rewarding, but one of the things that was missing was application. And this is where, so, you know, like you said, you're a, you're a scientist, but you're what you're doing is you're taking basic science research and are applying it. That's that's exactly what I'm doing now in my current role. And what is so rewarding is, you know, now as an academic, you know, there's 100 people who either love you or hate you, right? Because your theories either supports theirs or is against theirs. And it, it it's wonderful. Basic science is great. But 
Like I'm impacting millions of, I have the potential to impact millions of people literally by studying this device and making it better. So it's, it's a, it's a symbiosis between a basic scientist like myself and clinicians like you. And the whole is more than the sum of the parts, which is what makes it really fun. Well, thank you for the work that you do, Todd. It's uh, it's really something. So um, before we talk into VR real quick, um, before we talk about VR, uh, you brought up this concept of chronic pain. Um, and so uh, let's do a little bit of clarification for the listeners uh, in regards to like chronic pain versus like the, the non-chronic pain. Um, and so uh, I, I've talked about it a lot in this podcast, but from your end point, like where did you see the the difference between non-chronic pain, which most likely is obviously acute or subacute pain, and then the chronic stage? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, I have about three years under my belt studying this. So I, I think this is fairly accurate, but a couple a couple of things and and i work with um our chief science advisor has been a pain psychologist at stanford for, for 20 years her name is beth darnall she actually helped us uh build the program and, and she's she's a wonderful colleague because i can talk to her as a basic science nerd but also you know about what we're doing but chronic pain is one of these things where so there's this thing called pain catastrophizing right which as a psychologist, is fascinating. And the way I describe pain catastrophizing is I might actually feel okay today. Like I might wake up and you know, maybe I have chronic low back pain and I've had it for a decade. I wake up and like back actually doesn't, you know, it hurts, but it's not horrible. But then I immediately go to that place where I, yeah, but in 30 minutes I could feel just horrendous. And guess what? I end up feeling horrendous. So I'm catastrophizing, right? The other thing is that, that chronic pain kind of, See, I read this book by a pain sufferer who was an MD, and I, I'm I'm going to forget. I could waste time trying to remember the title, but he said this really interesting thing. He said, "You know, we we always um, we always talk about um, how the more you deal with something, you get better at dealing with it. And chronic pain, it's actually worse. Like it it gets worse over time because, and the way I envision it is, the brain just gets in these habits." And you can't break out of those things. And so there becomes this disconnect between, whereas with acute pain, oh, I just ran into that wall and my knee really hurts versus it's chronic knee pain. And so much of it is is up here in your brain and not so much in your knee. And that's what, you know, that's what that's where technologies like VR and some of these other digital technologies can really can really tap in. We are going to take a quick break to tell you about our awesome new program called the Sciatica Protocol. If you don't have the time to see a professional, but are tired of trying to figure out this recovery on your own, then the Sciatica Protocol is for you. Harness the power of a knowledgeable physical therapist through your phone. It takes no more than seven minutes per day, and it is designed to help you recover as quickly as possible. It is simple to start, and all you need to do is log into ifixyoursciatica.com forward slash the dash sciatica dash protocol and fill out the nine question quiz to begin. The link for the program is in today's show notes. 
Yeah. If uh, listeners, if you're not watching the video, I've been nodding like a hundred times as Todd was explaining this. Yeah. A hundred percent agreement with that. Um, and so listeners, the, when you're, when you're dealing with chronic pain, so when you reach the chronic stage of pain, which is about 12 weeks, because on average tissues will heal within six to 12 weeks. So once you get past that 12 week mark and you've reached the chronic stage, it's not only just the tissues or what we call in the PT world issues with the tissues. It's also actually how your brain uh, processes these processes, this information. And if you look at, I mean, we're, we're coming out the, the first couple months of 2023. Um, the reality is the fact that behaviors and habits take about six to 12 weeks to form. Um, and so if you're in the process of, if you're in the process of continuously uh, experiencing this pain, your body, will, your brain will actually get trained to experience that. And I'm so glad you brought up the concept of behaviors. And so let's talk about this applied VR, right? Let's let's talk about virtual reality. Um, when I see virtual reality, I actually think about, um, I mean, there's a lot of different things. I mean, originally, first off was like the Matrix movie when it first came out. Um, yeah. But one of the books that one of my favorite nonfiction uh, fiction novels um, is Ready Player One. And it yeah. was really the peak of virtual reality and uh the book is way better than the movie if you haven't seen it um but uh, anyway read the book first yeah the book was amazing <laughs> so um and so all right so we have virtual reality we're at this stage where a lot of times right now virtual reality is kind of put through like goggles and everything like that so tell us a little bit more about um vr and and what is kind of like the thought process on on it managing chronic pain yep okay so this is this is the exciting stuff. So much of what you as a clinician, a physical therapist do when you're when we're, you're with a patient, you know, like you say, you might you might do some deep tissue rubs, these kinds of things. You go through some exercises with somebody, show them how to do things, you know, say, please do this as your homework to heal that tissue. So much of how we approach chronic pain is cognitively i talk i talk to somebody try these deep breathing methodologies try meditating try being mindful in other words i tell you what to do verbally you process that with your prefrontal cortex which is your cognitive centers in the brain but ultimately what i want you to do is change behavior the behavioral centers in the brain don't really listen to the cognitive centers in the brain very well and so talking to somebody and telling them what to do and saying, go do these exercises and hoping they will. Some people will because they're independently motivated. Some people won't because it's not motivating. Here's what VR does. When I put this headset on, and, and I'll, talk, I'll talk about the content in a minute, because one thing I like to say is a virtual reality device is just a very expensive paperweight by itself. It's all about the content. That is what is in that headset. But if you build good content, and I'll talk a little bit about the content in a bit, but if you build content, good content, when you put that VR headset on, you are transported to a new world. Cognitively, you can say, I know I'm sitting in my chair in my office, but the second you just don't concentrate on that, the rest of your brain is saying, no, you're not. You're hanging out on the beach in Australia listen to the waves, look at that view, turn your head and the view is changing. You are somewhere else. Okay. So VR, and I have a few little taglines that I've used over the last five or six years, but they're accurate. 
What virtual reality does is it broadly engages the brain. It engages your sensory and your perceptual representation centers. Those are the parts of the brain that say, you're there. You're on the beach in Australia. I don't care if you think you're in your office, you're on the beach in Australia. It engages, obviously, those cognitive centers. It engages emotional centers. You get it motivated, excited. You're poised for behavior change. So it broadly engages the brain. If I build content, let's say I'm building content to try to teach you a breathing pattern, a breathing pattern that's been well vetted scientifically to be something that helps somebody deal with chronic pain. What I can do is I can build a piece of content where I have a, you're in a relaxing environment, nice, you know, nice music, relaxing, a nice scene in front of me. I'm, there's a voiceover telling you to breathe in and breathe out, sort of giving you the cadence. And then what we do is with our device, and this is actually what we have on our applied VR device, and this is patented and everything, is we capture your breath. We capture your breathing pattern. And as your breathing pattern approaches the breathing pattern that we're trying to train you, the environment blossoms. So what's happening there? First is you're in this you're in this positive environment. So you're already engaged and attentive. You've you've you're you're, you're relaxed because of the nature of the the visual and the auditory. I'm I'm telling you to do this breathing pattern, but I'm capturing what you're actually doing and I'm changing the environment as a function of what you're doing in a way that as you approach what I want, the environment gets more rewarding. What I'm doing is I'm spreading the wealth of that learning around across the brain, critically to the behavior centers. I'm teaching you this breathing habit without you even really knowing you're learning it. The goal there is that after you complete the program, when you feel some pain coming on, you'll start using that breathing pattern without even going, oh, I should try that breathing pattern. It just happens. So you had, you had talked earlier about habits take 12 weeks to form or whatever. They're faster when you're building those habits in a device that's broadly engaging the brain. That I'm writing all this stuff down because it's so fascinating because as you're explaining this to me, I'm thinking, okay, from the principles that I know, like how is this actually like parallel parallels it? And I think the the, the beginning part of it, um, one was uh, you brought up this big problem with this concept of uh, taking action, right? Someone comes yep. in, they're like, I'm experiencing X, Y, and Z, and whether it be a, a psychological uh, exercise or even actual physical exercise, in order for that to actually work, these people have to do it. Right. Yep. And so there's so much tech, there, there's so much information already out there talking about breathing techniques, meditation. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Movement. 
But the big thing that really separates people is the ability to take action. And so it got me thinking, okay, well, does this help out the the action slash compliance issue, which from a very ground level, it does. It makes it fun. It gets people doing doing these things. But I thought what was so fascinating is this concept of engaging multiple centers of the brain. Yeah. Which is which is so great because oftentimes if you look at the current landscape of pain management, you go to a physician, you're going to get the medications, you're going to go to a physical therapist, you're going to get the biomechanical, maybe a little bit of pain sides, but yeah. you're going to then go to a psychologist and you're going to have all these three things together. And so physicians, you're, you're talking about like the chemical processes, physical therapy, we're talking about movement, so the motor cortex, somatosensory cortex as well. But and and the psychological, it's like the it's it's how we process all the information by being able to engage all different aspects of the brain. This is so cool. I yeah. um I'm part of me if I'm shouting because this is so this is so fascinating <laughs> and really exciting because I um listeners, I've actually had the opportunity to read some of the research uh that the, the company has put out, but being able to hear it from the source is uh is really great. So I just want to let you know I'm a little starstruck just from <laughs> and learning all about that, which is uh, which is so exciting. So you have this process, and so and and being able to capture your breath, but also have it being driven to action. So it's it's all based on the principle is that things will work if you use them, yeah. um, and and that's going to be the most important part. Listeners is the fact that there's so much information out there. I've said before, there's like 21 million articles just like uh, on Google just to address sciatica pain itself. And of those 21 million articles, yeah, there's probably something in there that's going to be helpful, but they're just going to be just data, pieces of paper that do nothing. Just like Todd said, that if you don't use this VR headset, it's just a very expensive paperweight. And I love the fact that you brought that up. Um, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more. Um, and I think I saw this on your LinkedIn, but uh, it was it was classified or clarified as an adjunctive treatment uh, yeah. to, to treating chronic pain. So Tell us a little bit more about what an adjunctive, adjunctive treatment is and what, yeah. Tell us yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously we want to, you know, so we're a business. We would like to get this device out into the market. Obviously, I mean, you know, so, so, side note, but, you know, this is something we ship to people's homes. You don't have to drive to your doctor, to your physical therapist. Or, or better yet, you do all that and you do this on top. So, so what what we've done is is we've gone through the uh, Food and Drug Administration process. So this program is FDA authorized. Now, as part of that process of getting the FDA authorization, and it's authorized in chronic lower back pain only to date. And as you as you mentioned, it's adjunctive. All that means is, and and from an FDA standpoint, it lowers the bar getting us authorization we're not saying don't go to your psychologist we're not saying don't go to your physical therapy we're not saying this replaces physical therapy this replaces your pain psychologist this replaces your you know primary care physician who's gonna who's gonna prescribe some drugs we're not saying that what we're saying is is that this is a therapy that you could do on top of what you're doing now Full disclosure, we and one of the things that we're testing is, can we actually reduce opiate use, right? Can we get people to use fewer opiates 
if they're using a device like this. So, you know, we would we would love um, or so. I mean, that's one thing with in particular with respect to pharmacologics. I think some really cool directions. And as I mentioned to you uh, right before the show, I'm actually getting physical therapy on my knee right now. And I was talking to my physical therapist and, and talking about using a device like ours as an adjunctive to physical therapy, right? Like she worked me pretty hard yesterday and I came home and my knee was sore, not bad at all. My injury is not that bad, but what if it was quite a bit worse and I was in a fair amount of pain? Imagine if I could put this headset on, do a, do a experience or two or work through this eight. It's an eight week program be working through the eight-week program while I'm doing my six to eight weeks of PT, I might be more adherent on my PT exercises at home. My pain would be reduced. M maybe my range of motion would be increased. These are all empirical questions I don't have answers to, but imagine exploring some of that. It'd be awesome. The possibilities are endless, especially with how, how integrative this is across all different aspects of our brain. Because uh, truth in the matter, speaking listeners, when you are experiencing pain, I've said this many times, the pain that you experience is in fact an experience. It's how your body perceives these chemical and electrical impulses in your brain. It's what it's how it gets processed. And so uh, I'm going to kind of like take a take a page out of the, the stoicism standpoint, right? It's like you can't really control a lot of different things, but you can control how you perceive them, how you react to them. And what's really cool with these exercises in this program, it actually gives people an opportunity to be able to have a little bit more control over something, have a control over your breath, have control. And the great thing is that being able to say, I am going to be putting this headset on my head, like you are walking yourself through. And if just like anything else, one, you got to, you got to do the activity, but then also number two, I think what's uh, another really cool thing about this program is that it seems like it's 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 fun, it's enjoyable, which already even lowers the barrier to 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 people taking action. I think a lot of people when they're experiencing pain, they lose hope, they get demotivated. We're looking at motivation, action, all these different things. My mind is blown, Tom. <laughs> uh, it's really really cool um, about that. But really, in essence, we're using this VR VR as a way to enhance uh, behavior model, behavior changes, habit yeah. changes be able to implement yep. practice, which is so cool. And so um, let's talk a little bit more about, okay, we, we talked about this technology. We talked about how it works. There are probably some folks who are like, this seems like a really cool thing. How, how do I get my hands on something like this? How does this work as a consumer, as someone who, who thinks they might benefit from something like this? Yeah. That, and that's, that's the, that's the rub right now. So we're, so we're FDA authorized. It is a prescription use device. So MDs can prescribe this device. That's step one. Of course, a prescription and having it paid for by a payer are two different things. And we are currently, so we've got the prescription component for chronic lower back pain. Um, great adjunctive therapy, as we discussed. We are currently working very diligently. In fact, after after this, I'm going to be on a call with a payer and our market access team. Um, working with payers, we're currently running small-scale pilot studies. What are the payers doing? They're determining if this is cost-effective for them so that they can start insuring it. Huge win for the company. So, so, so 
you know, if you if you have Cigna, Aetna, Blue Cross Blue Shield today, my understanding is your doctor can write a script and they'll evaluate everyone off. Um, maybe it'll get covered not. We've had a huge win, and this will only help. I think this will help some of your listeners, only some, and that is with the Veterans Administration. We now have, um, we are now covered, insurance covered through the VA, which is a, you know, a huge, um, a, a very huge system. We do have a research pipeline. So if, you know, one of your listeners really wants to learn more about this or would love to be using the device is not in the VA, what they can do is go to our website, appliedvr.io, and you can actually get on a wait list for uh, upcoming studies. We're currently wrapping up a study right now. We haven't started a new study yet, but we're, you know, constantly doing that. So we're in that kind of in-betweener stage where we've we've got a ton of amazing evidence in support of, of this. Not only does it work at the end of the eight-week treatment, but we're actually tracking people out to 18 months post-treatment and we're still getting clinically significant reductions in pain, which blows your mind even more unless you think, well, but during the eight-week program, you're learning behavior change and you've changed those, built those habits. So we're in, we're in between that point where we've got really good data showing that it works for patients. We're working now to convince the payers that it's going to work for them and their patients. And we're actively pursuing that. Um, you know, it takes time, unfortunately, but so that, so that's kind of, if you're, if somebody's in the VA though, they can get access to it now. Very cool. That's amazing. Um, Question for you. Is this something where someone can pay out of pocket if they get the prescription? Yeah, that is currently not an option. Um, it is something that is, and to be honest, I don't know why. That's a commercial question. <laughs> I, I I think it's something that's being discussed, and I, I don't. So that's not a very high-quality answer, but it's the only honest answer I can give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that no, that's a perfect answer. It, it, you brought up some really good points, and um, and yeah, it was just very interesting, and I thought I should ask. So thanks, thanks for that. Yeah, of course. Out. Um, so let's talk. Like, so you're you're going through this process, and listeners, the FDA approval process and all this research, it's very rigorous. Um, there's a lot of standards, um, and there's a lot of people who go into this. And so, if you have something, or if you come across a modality that is actually backed by research and is FDA approved and has the research itself. And I think um, it is important like, as you're going through this journey to be able to do your research, but again, to be able to take action on that. And so for the folks who are listening, they're like, okay, well, I understand I need to do behavior. I need to change my behaviors. I need to change how I actually perceive this information, how I deal with everything. And I need to take action. Um, what are some ways that people can do it if they can't access that, if you have any tips on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually really glad you're asking that. So what I'll do is I'll talk a little bit about the program and then and then I, I can really directly answer that. So so this is an eight-week program, one experience per day. It's about a six to seven minute on average lift per day, so very low lift. But the program is based on cognitive behavior therapy, meditation, mindfulness, you know, body self-awareness and pain education. It's a fixed 56-day sequence, you know, developed in collaboration with a world-renowned pain psychologist. So 
all these great things about this program. We know that it works. Unfortunately, it's not readily available today. So what could people do? The subcomponents of the program, like meditation, like mindfulness, like deep breathing, there are apps available on, you know, the Oculus Quest, which is, a, 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 you know, sold through Facebook Meta or whatever for three, four hundred bucks. And you can purchase apps. And, you know, one one way to, you know, I don't want to, I, our program is, you know, well vetted and stuff, but the, the subcomponents of it, th again, things like breathing, you can get apps that can help you with that. I would strongly urge, you know, again, because the, the power of VR is still there, that broadly engaging the brain in synchrony, that setting the brain up for behavior change, the emotional and the motivational component, you know, putting on an Oculus is cool and all the fun gamey stuff you can do, but you can also get in there and work on meditating and, and being mindful. And the truth of the matter is when you're immersed in that environment, it makes it easier to be in a meditative state makes it easier to be in a mindful state. So you can at least get some of the subcomponents, I would argue, today. They're not within the applied VR eight-week program, which you know I think is better. Actually, there's a lot of research that shows that. But these are solid things that you can get now with, with an Oculus headset that costs about three, 400 bucks. Right on. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. Uh, the ultimate goal is every time someone listens to this episode, an episode, they, they they leave with some sort of thing that they can do. And so I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge about the behaviors and how we're, we're used to just like behaviors themselves. It's not just pain management, but it's also just doing anything. I mean, especially at the yeah. beginning here, people want people are going on diets and everything like that, which is an entirely different conversation to begin with. But anything that we do, and I actually notice this when I'm working with my patients, with my patients, when I'm, where they're telling me, okay, I haven't been able to pick up my child like for 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 two years because my back hurts. And the the question that we have to ask is it because of fear? Is it the the fact that every time they think about picking up their child, they're already starting to go through this pain cycle, or is there something truly structural? And what's interesting is that when I'm working with clients virtually and also in person, it's a combination of the two, and I see the really great marriage between the two uh, immersive experience and actual like going through it because really what like and, and listeners when you're working with a physical therapist and you're working with a clinician trying to help help you uh a large part is creating a safe space for you to be able to not ex uh, to experience either no pain or a significantly less degree so you can go back to living your life and so i i highly respect everything that you do todd and what you've been doing uh with the company and it's really exciting to see what is new and uh listeners if you um want to uh check out a pi vr like and uh, especially the, the research pipelines and everything like that i'm actually going to be putting the link into the show notes Good. um and then uh todd if they if, if the listeners have any questions what's the best way for them to get answers in regards to apply vr and stuff like that yeah sure i mean so definitely the first step is to take a look at the website it has Again, you can get on wait lists. You can actually download peer-reviewed articles and and all that kind of stuff. You know, if, if somebody wants to reach out to me directly, I'm I'm on the page, and you can click it, and it takes you to my email. And I'm I, you know, I don't always respond quickly, but I tend to respond. <laughs> 
because I do, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty passionate, passionate about this. I, I actually really like just one riff off what you just said, you know, about is it, is it, you know, a muscle issue or is it the brain? And it's like, well, I'm sure, I'm sure you've, you know, sometimes you're in a situation like that where you're like, you as a physical therapist are whatever, rubbing on somebody's muscles or something, you get a pretty good feel and you're like, this seems okay. And they're actually in, you know, massive pain. And then somebody else who, wow, this is all messed up and they're still functioning. Like, it's almost like they're two sides of the same coin. And it, and it, and I don't want to say we're doing a disservice by separating them because I don't, I don't believe that. I believe, especially now with what I'm going through with my own knee, like she is making my muscles better. But the brain part is just, it's just hand in glove, you know? And so it's, it's a, it's a fascinating, it's an absolutely fascinating topic. And pain is an amazing thing in and of itself. Like it's there for a reason, but it can get in our way. Um, anyways, it's a fascinating topic and, and digital technologies. I think this is what I really love about what I do in this later stage of my life, like how I will end my career is marrying basic science. Because like I said, I am just a lowly scientist. That's all I am. That's all I care about. That's all I believe in. But to marry that with clinical expertise and utilize digital technology to combine all that in the interest of helping people to reduce their suffering, what more could you want in life? Like, I'm sorry, I, I can't think of anything better. So that's what's fun about this. I love it. Todd, thank you so much for your time um, and your expertise. And I'm so excited uh, for, for the future. Thanks for the invite. It's been a, a, a pleasure. Really fun. Thanks for what you do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you got some help from today's podcast. And for more info, check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com. Have a fantastic and pain-free day. No patient-therapist relationship is formed by listening to this podcast. We are not providing medical advice, and all information should be confirmed by a medical provider. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.